Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed, brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Keith Weekly. Are you ready for more Mad Libs of news headlines? Always, he said sarcastically. <laughs> so, uh, if you've been following along, you know that we've changed our format slightly, so instead of true falses that are very semantically oriented, they that my co-hosts tend to trip over. Uh, all they have to do now is identify the one thing that is fake in the in the sentence. So, you ready, Keith? First off, Variety reports. In a surprising move, AMC has partnered with Skype to allow audience members to video chat from the comfort of the local multiplexing for business purposes. This is an advanced teleconferencing thing that's happening. I'm going to go with the thing here that is fake is the... Hmm, it's toss up 50-50. I'm gonna go video chat. You have you have the right idea. Uh, it's not Skype, it's Zoom. And ah! partnering with Zoom right now. So they're really gonna let people just be here on video cameras while the movie's playing? It's it's it, it's for it's for teleconferencing, Keith. Um, oh, I thought it was actually for like for like oh no I was, no I okay. was I was serious about that segment like this, this is for business goals so they're letting corporations rent out theaters so that way like different people in like different geographic regions can like go to the movie theater and be with other folks in the same room. That makes so much sense. So basically, like instead of having a conference room and trying all this stuff, like it's like, hey, let's move this, move this movie theater instead, where we can fit more people and get it done. That makes sense, and that's a very good move, and it's actually going to probably help movie theaters continue to make a profit. Yes. So, um, fun fact: Skype is being discontinued in a lot of places. Microsoft is trying to push MS Teams instead. You may be familiar. Um, I am begrudgingly so. Yeah, Skype kind of lost the, the video conferencing arms race when Zoom just sort of like took the entire market share, so. Alright, Variety reports. The office store Rain Wilson has changed his name to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Summer Wilson to protest climate change. Okay, there's a lot of words in the name. Just gonna go assume there's something off with that. You are you are correct because it's extreme winter. Wilson is is what he changed his name to to protest climate change. Yeah. Oh, so it's still equally long, just one word is different. Yes, yes. All right, cool. That's a choice. I don't know how changing your name helps with that, but like I, I respect the sentiment. Climate change is in fact an issue. So, all right. From the New York Times, Princess Morpho Louise of Norway, who has long claimed to be clairvoyant has quit her royal duties over public criticism of her fiancé, an American celebrity shaman who sells a $111 healing amulet and has suggested cancer is a choice. Oh. Okay, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that this healing amulet is probably more than $111. It's probably something obscene like $500. You are correct that it's not $111. It is $222. <laughs> oh, still obscene, just not as obscene as $555. Yeah. Oh, wow. So many but other things also, are wrong with that statement. Yeah, the the entire headline, you, you couldn't make that up. You really no. couldn't. It'd be really hard to. <laughs> but congrats. Yeah. You're on your way. You got... Two for one right now. Let's see if you can make it three for one. From Polygon, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly cosplayed as Mario and Peach, except slightly horny. 
Oh no, but I know this is not the case because I saw this on social media at some point in time. <laughs> they did not do Mario and Peach, which they definitely could have done, but instead they did Link and Zelda, right? You are correct. Congrats. Yay! Three and one. And then we're going to sneak into a bonus round because this is something that you, you should know and is something that we should celebrate here, but which 10-year-old with 25 years of experience completed a notable achievement this, this past week? I actually don't know that. You, you don't? You did not hear the news of the of the ten year old in an anime, perhaps? Oh yes, 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 sorry, yes. Ash Ketchum is finally the very best in the world. I would sing the song, but I don't want us to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So congrats Ash Ketchum has all of the other news networks are reporting this as like actual sporting news. Which it kind of is. Uh, you see the reception they got, they know what we want to see as millennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, really living up to corporate management, having 25 years of experience as a 10-year-old. Oh, yes, isn't that the truth, right? Like, we want to hire you for an entry-level position, but we need three to five years' experience. How? At least. At least. Um, But also, his Pikachu is definitely overpowered right now, and we don't talk about that enough as a society. That, That thing's a level 99 monster. Like, the only reason it loses is because it wants to, you know? And also, the fact that it can headbutt Pokemon that are 50 times its size and not only keep it a stalemate but win. It's like, you know, there's some major plot armor stuff happening here. Like, this is the five physics, but all right. Maxed out IVs, maxed out EVs, maximum friendship <laughs> values, all of the mechanics. There's probably Pokerus in there. We'll get to that later. So, thank you for coming down to the Mad Libs of News Headlines. We now return to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad to say that I was four for one that time. So, I'm pretty proud of that. So, as you may have seen, James Gunn and Peter Safran were named as co-chairs and co-CEOs for DC Studios as of November 1st, which means that from now on, they will be overseeing all of DC's film, TV, and animation efforts. They'll be reporting to Peter Zaslav, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, who's overseeing that entire merger acquisition process, which has come with its own slew of news headlines in and of itself. But... They started the role as November 1st, and they've already hit the ground running these past couple of weeks. And here are some of the ways they've done so. First of all, they've come out to say that they've come to create an 8-year 10 plan for all of the content they're going to make. Which is another way to say they're finally doing what Marvel has done for the past decade, instead of doing the typical DC thing of like, no, we want to do it our own way. So that's good news to hear for sure, because one of the biggest critiques of DC content for the while has been, it's all just so disjointed and not connected. Next up... James Gunn posted on Mastodon, which apparently is going to be the next social media place as of now, because Twitter's become a heck space, if we can't say the other word on this family-friendly podcast. Mikhail disagrees. But um, James Gunn made a post on Mastodon, essentially asked fans what characters they would like to see in film and other things that they haven't seen so far, just to kind of like get them more engaged in the process, right? And lastly, at least as of now in the short list of things that I've compiled, um, he acknowledged on Twitter this time that... He acknowledged the fandom that's been asking for a number of things to come out of the DC Universe, primarily the Legends of Tomorrow fans who have been asked for that show to be renewed since it went off the air in April with no news for a renewal. And that's interesting. Then it became part of a whole tweet thread where Gunn essentially was just trying to, again, collaborate with the fans and engage with them as he's done historically on Twitter for years now. I would do a deep dive on this, but clearly you have thoughts, Mikhail. So what you got for us? Alright, so first of all, DC's been trying to make a long overarching plan. They've just been bad at it. (laughs) Valid. Okay, so that's one. 
So the other thing to add, sort of like, I don't think an eight to 10 year plan is what, what we need from DC. I think what we need from DC is for them to make good individual standalone movies, preferably animated because their animated works are utterly fantastic. And it's just very frustrating that they never get as much publicity despite being so much better. I mean, you're not wrong. Give give all of the money that would have gone to a live action property and just reinvest in animated content for DC because DC knows how to do animated content better than anyone. Like Young Justice, the Teen Titans, the entirety of the DCAU, like there is gold there. They should do that instead. I understand that it's not as big of a profit margin, but at least it's good content for me specifically. So <laughs> yes. that's that. Um, Mastodon is kind of like what happens if you were to take Twitter and Discord and then you just sort of like stitch it together and then shake it up and then try again. Uh, I don't think it's gonna, it's gonna do anything other than just be a confusing social media entity. Um, and Twitter's gonna burn and that, that's fine. I've accepted that. Um, but I'm, I'm not leaving. I, I can't. I'm too old to go to a new social platform, Keith. I see, I'm at the point trying to downsize now more than anything. I'm like, Twitter dies? Cool. I'm not adding a new one. Exactly. Um, and then as as one of the many CW fans out there, um, I would like to see them finish Legends of the Moor because the latest season did end with a big, big cliffhanger. And it would be nice to get at least like, you know, like maybe a, a TV movie or something just to like give them closure because like it's a good bunch of characters. It was a fun, it was a fun series. So, um I will say before I, I hand the mic back to you is that like having having like leadership in the form of James Gunn and Peter Safran is probably a good idea like holistically, but at this point I'm just like I'm just tired, man. I'm just 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 give me my cartoons. That, that's all I want from them. <laughs> well, we all are from a business standpoint. You could take the money in the budget you would use for one like lackluster live action DC film mm -hmm. probably make a good four or five really really good animated films right so that's just like just consider that you don't even gotta like pivot completely but like take one of them off the list and just make a bunch of dope animated stuff you know did you see Black Adam? I've not seen it yet I'm waiting for that to stream okay that, that makes sense <laughs> yes <laughs> like, I made that decision a while ago I'm like you know unless it like it was like unless it comes out with a massive amount of fanfare which it did not I was going to wait for it to stream like in January or something like that on HBO Max and be fine. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because I got the big thing. I got the big piece of news with the post credit scene. So I know that part yep. at least. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, as far as the leadership point that you said, I think it's really good and interesting because I think DC, and this is something we said on this podcast before and we got a little heat for it, but I'm going to stand by it. DC got itself and painted itself into a corner at one point with the whole Snyder Cut issue entirely because while that was intended partially to be something for the fans it was also intended to be a good business move let's not pretend about the capitalism aspect there um essentially what they kind of did there was gave fans too much of the driver's seat in my personal opinion at least where that gave a lot of people some entitlement like all right cool we call the shots now so i think the good thing about having james gunn and peter saffron involved is that james gunn especially because i think so far james gunn's kind of taking more of the face role here as far as like speaking out publicly james gunn has a good rapport with a lot of these people and fans and as i said at the top of this segment he's doing a lot to reach out to fans to collaborate with them and work with them on stuff so i think there'll be a lot more compassion and understanding and all that when things do or don't happen according to them right because i think before fans were like they were campaigning for so long for this not a good to happen for a variety of reasons and it happened and they loved that even whether the quality of the film notwithstanding 
And that kind of basically, like I said, put DC in a point where fans got a bit entitled. So, like, if they demanded for something and it didn't happen, they got even more aggressive about demanding for it. So I think James Gunn and Peter Safran will be a way to kind of help calm that storm a little bit so they can go back to the whole standpoint of, like, yes, be passionate about what you like, but don't expect it. Ask for it, don't expect it. And that's kind of the best way that relationship can really work out. Um and I think you're totally right. Like, the problem with DC is universe was not that they didn't try to do a long-term plan. They've tried many times and failed. I think they need to, like, just get good film started. Because, like, Iron Man was not supposed to be a launch of a 10-year plan. It was a gamble. And if it didn't work, who knows where we'd be right now. But it worked. And then here we are with the MCU. So I think they need to, like, do that. And, like, they've already got Henry Cavill back as Superman officially now. And, like, so which means he won't be doing The Witch anymore, unfortunately. And who knows what else is going to come from that. <laughs> hmm? Uh, fandom is weird, I think. I think that's all that there's, there's to be said. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out in the long expanse of having way too much content. Yes, yes, indeed. And now I think it's time for us to take a break before we go to sad news. November 11th, uh, I woke up, went about my day on the Twitters, looking at all of the different news that shows up, and then one particular headline jumped up as Kevin Conroy was trending. Um, and it's never it's never a good sign when, when a celebrity that you absolutely adore is trending, because that means something happened. And unfortunately, this was confirmed to be the case as uh, social media broke that Kevin Conroy had passed away. I looked for a good solid like 20-30 minutes trying to find the primary source to confirm this because I just did not want it to be true. But then I eventually found the Facebook post from Diane Pershing who was the voice actor of Poison Ivy in the DC Animated Universe and she basically confirmed that Kevin had passed away from a battle of cancer and I've been distraught ever since because Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman uh, canonically I think for so many people. Uh, just an iconic interpretation of the character across genres and decades and this one hurts Keith. this one hurts a lot like everyone was sad in the slack and the discord when this news broke yeah they, like i'm right there with you on that one man. this is like just sad news like i didn't even find out until people started sharing it in the slack and discord and i'm like wait what so of course because i trust the people in those communities i believed it and like it was hard to but i'm like wow that happened i didn't even know that kevin conway was sick and all that stuff but yeah it's just really sad but for those who don't know mikhail said earlier kevin conroy is the voice of batman and arguably the best batman we've ever had according to myself at least in like for a very long time he started off this role actually by voicing batman and bruce wayne in 1992 for batman the animated series which i think for a lot of people again was their first touch point with one of the most popular characters in comic books right and he continued to voice batman in respective roles in a way like that until well into the 2010s and that was including his voice actor but also it really came to fruition in the arrowverse when he got to appear as a version of bruce wayne from an alternate universe in one of their crossover over Crisis of Infinite Earth events. And one thing I also would like to point out is that one thing the DC is doing to honor 
the passing of Kevin Conroy and his legacy and the work that he's done throughout his entire life is they're released, they've released the anthology series that dropped in summer 2022 a few months ago called Finding Batman that included and I think the end of that series had an anthology written by Kevin Conroy that was about his story as being a gay actor working in Hollywood and finding his dream role as Batman and how that kind of helped him come to terms with his identity and everything that came along with that and it was a powerful incredible moving story that a lot of people really responded to and received award and praise and all of those things right like it was wonderful so I think if there's something that you want to do to reconnect with Kevin Conroy's legacy and honor him and re-engage with that outside of just engaging with the content like the Batman series or some of the mini Batman like movies like Master of the Phantasm or Return of the Joker and all that good stuff you can also go ahead and read back that's not just about his characters that he played but also who he was as a person and whatever you would like to say rest in peace rest in paradise or whatever to Kevin Conroy like to send those messages across and lastly just to show how far we his impact was we got statements from everybody when kevin conroy passed away including some of his co-stars from many many different dc products like mark hamill who who famously voiced the joker for years tara strong who's voiced everyone quinn and many many other characters everyone Mm -hmm. just everyone Yes, honestly, just everyone, but that also includes James Gunn, who we just talked about, and also the one who I looked for once I heard something sad happened with Batman, but also Kevin Conroy, was I looked for Kevin Smith, who I've talked about on this podcast pretty often. Like, he's kind of, like, in a lot of ways, the voice of, like, nerddom, but Batman specifically. Like, when I got to the point in my life where I was actually able to embrace my nerdiness again, like, in college or so, one of the first things I did was go to Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man on Batman, and listen to every episode that was out. And a couple of those featured Kevin Conroy talking about voicing Batman and his life and what came with that and that's something that really made me do a deeper dive into him as a person and just fall in love more and more with him so just like Mikael this this hurts it really really does and I've kind of been I was actually tolerating it okay for this is the news happened but talking about it just now admittedly it's getting me kind of emotional I can't even front on that one so yeah just it's tough you know so a slight slight correction so Finding Batman is a short story that was part of DC's Pride anthology. Ah. So what DC did is that they released the totality of the Pride issue online digitally. Yes, thank you for the clarification. So Finding Batman is just a single story that Kevin Conroy wrote. And it's emotionally devastating. Like, it's a handful of pages that had me in tears at the end. Um, and Oof, it's rough. Kevin Conroy loved Batman, I think, more than anyone else, because he he really resonated with the character, and that that short story, like, oh god, I'm crying right now. <laughs> um, I'm I hear you, cause I got tears in my eyes right now too. This is the most vulnerable on this podcast. Wow. Because he he's Batman, y'all. Like he is. Like Saturday morning cartoons were like Batman the animated series, and then the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Like you you heard Kevin Conroy's voice every Saturday, like crossovers with Static Shock and Batman Beyond, like, that, that was Kevin Conroy, like, iconically Batman. Like, I had I had a former boss ask me, sort of like, who's your favorite Batman? Sort of like, Kevin Conroy. So it's like, yes. And, and then my boss made it, it's like, no, I mean like one of the live action Batmans. Like, voice actors don't Kevin count. Conroy. And then I just stared at my boss for like a good two minutes and just sort of like, how dare you? Kevin Conroy is better than all of them. When I my answer to that question is Zach saying like Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman and been like way 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 down I still don't even know who number two is at this point to be honest with you because I've always said Kevin Conroy to answer that question and there's really no other person that could compare to that whatsoever at all like he is the Batman for generations of people and his work is going to be 
the touchstone and comparison for that character for a long time like when i I read batman comic books that's the voice that i hear in my head and that's the case for a lot of other people and even now in recent years when they started giving the role of batman to other people who are indeed very good like jensen ackles and all that stuff and some animated things it's good for sure but for it takes me a few minutes to adjust because in my mind i'm like that's not kevin conroy and i have to get used to that so yes he is already and will continue to be missed. And I just want to thank Kevin Conroy for all the work that he's done in everything, but especially in Batman-related content. And just also send my best well wishes to everyone out there, including you, Miguel, who loved and supported him and his work, but especially those who were close to him. <sighs> okay. Now I'm just taking a breather real quick. It is time to like lift things up a little bit real quick before we sign off today. To start us off, Avatar Studios has announced that its first animated movie, which will finger all of the Team Aang, Team Avatar gang as young adults, which will hit theaters October 10th, 2025. That's likely to move because that's very far out, but that's at least the plan for now. Next up, not only do we get a trailer for John Wick 4, which is somehow both showing everything and nothing at the same time, but I love that. <laughs> We also found out that Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane will be returning in Ballerina, which is the John Wick spinoff that will be starring Anna de Armas, which you could mean to interpret like, oh, that means they're both going to survive this movie, but it could be a prequel. You never know. Next up, Jordan Peele is continuing to take over the horror genre by announcing that his studio is working with Spotify to make, and I quote, the scariest podcast of all time. And from Deadline, we have news that NASA has confirmed the History Channel had divers on a mission to recover World War II relics, who have instead managed to discover wreckage of the Space Shuttle Challenger. And lastly, Daniel Kaluuya slated to voice Spider-Punk in Across the Spider-Verse. It's adding to that star-studded cast, and I love to see that that first movie we did so well, they're just throwing all the money in town at this sequel, which makes me think it's going to also be another good worthwhile venture. Now, if you like more news from the Black Nerd Problems Broadcast Network, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And please go out there and like, comment, subscribe, and follow everywhere the Black Nerd Problems exist.